Welcome to issue 112 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting him, but less so. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Mike, and joining me tonight is Steve. Hi, Mike. Hey, Steve. How's stuff? Well, I have a bone to pick with you. What? What? Ever since last week, people have been walking up to me and tapping on the glass around me <laughs> and scaring me. <laughs> I I am so sorry, and um, I I'm smiling with the same evil Ebony Moss smile right now. Mommy, why isn't the Steve waking up? <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks. Oh, I knew that, Steve. Thanks a lot. That was great. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. And of course, we are joined by uh, that child's voice you hear is Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Hey. I didn't fantastic. expect Steve to say that. That was great. Yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Daniel. Um, hey, man. Hey, it's it's good to hear your voice again. Yeah. Yeah. Time time flows weird around here. Uh, it sure it's does. Still, it's still spring break for you. I'm it still is. waiting it for is. my Sinister Motives box. This is like how my birthday lasted six weeks. Yeah. 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 yeah this is this is the flip sadly, side of the coin where now I'm still waiting for that box. Sadly, unlike your birthday, my spring break will not be six weeks long. <laughs> uh, we can dream. But Daniel, I'm sure that's not all on your mind tonight. Mm. I'm sure that's not all that's on your mind tonight. You know, it's not. It's not. Mike. What's on your mind tonight? Mike. Steve, <laughs> y'all know how I love the five star reviews, right? And like, yeah, yeah, how they, how they fill my tank. But sometimes they're not all five stars. Hmm? But I well, think we need to hear them anyway. Yeah, I mean, filling the tank is pretty expensive these days. So you know, if we get right. half a tank, that's okay. No, I, I that <laughs> could be why we got a three star review. Oh, three. Oh, yeah. I, but hey, I want to honor. Anyone who takes the time to say something about us, to be honest, because it's crazy what we do, right? So this is Cal L 1976 left this in February for us. Three stars. This show is a pretty good look at Marvel champions. They focus on the villain side of things and their humor grows on you, annoys you, and then grows on you again. (laughs) They do have some annoying audio issues throughout the series, but it is digestible in the end. I hope the original host returns more often as he really brought some constructive criticism to the game. There's a lot in there. There's a lot in there. And I, again, I genuinely am thanking Cal L 1976 from the United States of America. Yeah. Um, Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to say anything. Um, Humor is one of those things. You can't please everyone. We we try different things here and there. I get it. I I get it. I'm I'm guessing that when he says annoys you, he's talking about me. Like uh, I feel like I'm the humor grasper of the crew. I I don't know. Uh, who knows? And the annoying audio issues. I always thought those were from Mustafa, so it's weird that he wants it back. <laughs> you know, I have been archiving. I've been moving all the original Volume One uh, audio shows onto YouTube. Okay. So that they're there for any new listeners who maybe that's the way they digest their shows. Mm. And I. And I have to admit, the first 10 or so, they're a little rough. 
and then yeah, you know, I'll have a mic issue on the show, and then we'll have issues with Craig or something. And um, I try really hard to to make sure the audio issues no, you are, do a great job right there. Um, and it's all been a learning curve, right? Like this was my mm-hmm. first podcast, and um, we're just using whatever we're using. So yeah, and to Cal's credit, I I don't think the annoying audio issues he talks about are the three stars. I think it's you know it's. <laughs> it's kind of a commentary on what we do and who we are a little bit. Yeah, and, right. you know, and the lack of uh, Mustafa. Yeah, I'm, I miss him. Yeah, the, the constructive so. criticism is a is an interesting piece because Mustafa definitely brought a lot of that to the show. And we we do, I know for my take, I, I generally, I try to be as po- positive on the game as possible because this is my hobby. And I'm trying to avoid that inevitable uh sure, just griping sure. you see on the internet all the time like if i'm really combating anything it's that i get it i i do have criticisms yeah you're, you're the anti-moose in the multiverse in a sense i mean i, I hope that i do bring <laughs> up some criticism when i think it's really pertinent i just don't want to gripe about the little things when ultimately right. i'm totally comfortable tweaking the game to fix the little things that's yeah. my perspective and uh, you know what I will have some criticisms later on in in some other scenarios. Well, and and he's right. There's a there's a difference between some constructive criticism that Moose used to give with humor, and an entire <laughs> podcast that's just about griping and complaining. Right? Nobody would right. want that. Yeah. Also, the game has gotten like the difficulty's changed a lot since the early days too. Right? Like yep. the game was yep. too er- too easy back in the day. And uh, I also yeah. think he probably wrote this before our episode on the Outlanders. <laughs> Or the, uh, what was it called? Out, Outrider. Yeah, yeah, for our episode on the Outriders. Well, do you think that would have made it a four-star review or a two-star if you had waited? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> Who knows? Either way, thanks for the comment. Yeah. Um, humor is a tricky thing, isn't it? Yeah. Very. Uh, Very. Uh, Especially consistent humor. Yeah. We do what we can. Yeah. I, I appreciate that he took the time to write something. And I... We love engaging with people. People can write in reviews. They can talk to us on the Discord, uh, comments on the YouTube. Mike, at the end of every show, Mike says, if this thing, email us. So email us, people. You know, we want to we wanna hear it. We'll read it live on air if you give us an answer to one of Mike's silly Absolutely. quips. <laughs> that um, I come up with on the top of my head, or off the top yeah. of my head, uh, while I'm saying it. And Cal L, I was with Mustafa last night. He came he came over and we played a little Aeon's End, which is a, a game we both love. And he loves that game and is critical of that too. So <laughs> yeah, apparently you cannot win it unless it's a four-player game. So there you go. I've played a few times. I haven't won it. <laughs> oh, I love that game. I think it's great. All right. Well, what are we going to do tonight? What's the main topic, Daniel? Tonight, we're looking at the rest of Ebony Maw's encounter deck. Oh, okay. We got, we got some cards to get through, son. Yeah, but before we get to that, why don't we take a look at um, our villain's bookshelf? Mm. Some fun uh, reading, maybe, if you're interested in reading about Ebony Maw. Please do. You guys are readers. Mike, can I go first? It, it's been a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yours actually is thematically appropriate, I believe. I have this one. It's just simply called Black Order. It has a release cover date of January 2019. I'm still a little confused when they show a release date and cover date, but this is January 
2019. It's a five-parter, and the synopsis uh, is pretty good. It just says, they were once the world-killing generals of Thanos the Mad Titan. More recently, they served as players in a cosmic contest between the Challenger and the Grandmaster. When the game was over, the Grandmaster made them an offer they couldn't refuse. They are the Black Order. This takes place after all the various uh, stories that we talked about with Supergiant, Red, uh, Black Dwarf, uh, Ebony Maw. And this swaps in uh, Black Swan because Supergiant's gone. I, I read this. It's really a pretty good one. And you get to see all of them interacting with one another. Uh, I would oh, no. I would recommend that. So Cool. What's the game? What's the game? Between the Challenger and the Grandmaster. Oh, uh, I didn't really read all that one. I kind of skipped that one. It was like in the middle. Uh, but they have to play Capture the Flag on Earth or something. <laughs> it's the Black Order versus the Lethal Legion. This this was part of my research, too. I didn't include it last week in the backstory because it seemed out of bounds of my story. But, yeah, it, right. it was that kind of game. However, during that contest, Ebony Maw blows the Avengers Mansion to smithereens nearly oh. killing all the heroes and the visitors that were inside so you know That's... that happens did he use a rubble storm steve i uh, know it's a it's a bomb because he's a tech guy oh. too right yeah, yeah he is it's like an guy. actual bomb yeah yeah so and, and he, he nearly wipes out all the heroes and whatever visitors they have so and they don't have a mansion after that for a while so that's kind of cool good job Dang. uh yeah well done they keep rebuilding it so just keep bombing it but Mike, you you have some. Uh, I do have a material. couple. I do yeah. have a couple. This is not Ebony Maw specific, but they're they're fun. If you remember, I think the last time we did the villain bookshelf, oh boy, I think that was Black Bolt that I talked about. You may got you may not recall, but there was this series where Black Bolt was thrown in the slammer, and it was this neat look about that the criticized uh, society's view of prisoners and you know what what they mean when they go in and how we ignore them while they're in there and forget about the conditions and it, it, we we see absorbing man and we see his character development in there it was a little bit of the the sympathetic side of him and i showcased that one and i said i noted the author's name it was saladin ahmed i said oh i should i should see what else he's he's written well apparently he has written miles morales spider-man now there's a few of these series this is the one that debuted uh, 2019 i believe it is the most recent run it's still going same kind of thing he's got a lot of old school villains and a lot of the ones that are actually in this game you can see another side to them uh, we see rhino we see tombstone we see a few others and it all takes place on the street and you see just everything from their perspective and there's a, so much social justice commentary in there it's it's amazing. It's more than just a beat em up. And I really appreciated that run. That sounds good. But yeah, the other one I wanted to mention, which I'm not finished yet, but I'm in the middle of it. I just started it yesterday and I can barely put it down. I've gone back and I've looked at the old Civil War run, the original Civil War, Civil War, not the second one. This is the one that eventually inspired the Civil War in the movies. It's the, the Superhero Registration Act one. And this all went down 2006. Now, what they do when they have these big events is they have a run that is the event. In this case, Civil War was a seven-issue series. And then there are tie-ins with every other comic run at the time. So if you go onto the Marvel app, you can search for 
just Civil War, and you can consider it the Coles Notes version, and it's a good place to start. Uh, but then you can go to the complete event and just read everything. And there's they're everywhere, right? And and some of them you might not get if you just if you don't know the characters behind that particular run that this is tying in. But if you dig deep enough, you'll find these hidden gems. And there is one in there called Civil War Frontline. And this is a, a neat little collection from the point of view of the reporters, as well as some oh. other little snippets. Oh, that's cool. There's, there's three or four different series that are split up amongst this, uh, I think, 11 issues. Uh, ben Urich is one of the main characters, and they're, they're covering the Civil War, and they, they don't know what's going on. They're seeing S.H.I.E.L.D. acting like you know this dictatorial government, and they're looking at these heroes beating the snot out of each other and causing this mass destruction. You've got a story of the person who's basically ground zero. It's a very different story from the movies. They simplified it a lot, but the equivalent of of Scarlet Witch in this universe, you know, the one who did the damage. There's a story about him in that one and what his life turns into. It's a really, really cool series, and it's very artistically done, artistically well done. At the end, they always throw some poems in from, you know, survivors of Civil War, Vietnam War, World War II. They always throw snippets of that and and try to juxtapose what's happening then with the events of the Civil War and really showcases a lot about the human condition, especially what happens to your moral compass when you have a big conflict like this. So very, very good read. One of the best runs I've ever read from Marvel. Civil War Frontline. Wow. Nice. Okay. Yeah. High praise. I'll try to very. put the links to it in the show notes. That'll take you to some various pages because I want to read this now. Well, Steve, on to business, sir. Okay. Well, the business is Ebony Maw and business is good. So we're going to look at the, rema- <laughs> the remaining set of encounter cards in his deck. We're going to yep. start with the spells. Uh, we talked about them last week, but you know we'll go through, go through them all and kind of just refresh our memories a little bit. The one we talked about last week to, to put the whole spell environment card into perspective was Fireball. There's two of these in his deck. It's an environment. Spell traded. Surge enters play with four invocation counters on it with a forced response after the last invocation counter is removed from Fireball. Discard it. Deal four damage to your identity. Now, we talked about how this this spell works, like, you know, within the game and the mechanics, but we didn't talk about the effect. That's a pretty bomb effect. It's a lot of damage that's... (laughs) Because it's Ow. not an attack, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff you cannot use to deflect it. Oh, as a protection player, Mike, tell us tell us how ill-prepared you are for this. Oh, my goodness. I have to look at the cards and see. Well, anything, <laughs> anything that triggers off of you taking damage or prevents damage is fine. But sure. a lot of them deal with responses when the enemy attacks you sure. or responses when you defend. And this just cuts through that. Cuts through that noise. And you're not safe in Aunt May's house. No, nope. no, you're not. And Squirrel Girl's not going to jump in front, right? You can't block. You can't. It's not indirect damage. Um, tough, tough will help you. Yeah, yeah. Tough will. There's your protection card. Muster courage. Uh, what's the other one? Perseverance. When you flip, you get to give yep. yourself a tough. Yeah. Or just be War Machine. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the the psychological piece of this too. It's sitting there every time he activates. You're ticking one down. You're like, I'm going to take four damage. I'm going to take four damage. I'm going to take yeah. four damage. And, and then you take four damage, and he still might be attacking you, too. 
<laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's like, oh, I got a block. I can't wait. No. <laughs> so, you know, we, we I hinted at last week that these invocation counters, it's, it's a variable clock. It's like, yeah, you see like, it coming, right? Like, all right, I'm going to need to heal up or I'm going to need to recover. I'm going to need to do something before the fourth one goes off. But there's, it's not just like once a turn that this could be happening against you, right? I mean, yeah, because it surges. It, could, it, it surges. It could surge into something that it removes the invocation counter. It, right. Or, I mean, like, you know, just the encounter deck pulls uh, another attack, another scheme, another, you know, like. Yep. Like you, 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 if you think you're like, oh, okay, there's two invocation counters on here now. I've got at least until next turn. Maybe not. Yeah. And this, this is undone me on occasion. Now, four invocation counters is quite a bit. I mean, the most realistically you'll see is probably two counters gone on a turn, right? Unless you're playing something silly like Star Lord, and you've <laughs> unless you're asking for it. Yeah, right. unless you're asking right. for it, and maybe yeah. you've decked yourself out and. You can be ha- real hazard trouble, icons you're not dealing with or something. Yeah. Like most of the time you're looking at one to two counters gone per turn. Right. You can sort of bank on it, but if you're, if you're trying to risk it and like, well, next turn I'll flip next turn, I'll do whatever. And you've got a plan to block or you've like, I'll, I'm going to hit, take this four damage, but then I'm going to block his attack or whatever that could go awry. Yeah. You know, like you could take eight damage on an attack. If this goes off, end him, right? You can reveal a fireball, surge into a fireball, right. and then still reveal cards. Yeah. yeah I, ugh. Four is a lot. And, like, you know, we have that false sense of security of hanging out in Alter Ego. Not here. It's not many things that hurt you there. And This card needed to exist. Yeah. And these things are happening. Like, you're not getting rid of these things, folks. They're going to happen when they happen. That's the other um, thing. There's no way you can get rid of environment cards. Nope. Right. Yeah. Right. Nothing comes to mind. Yeah. yeah. There's no hero action, hero response to get rid of this. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, Maw doesn't have high attack, so he needs this to deal damage. That's the other flip side of the coin. Yeah, but he hangs out with buddies. He's what? Two attack at his highest. He's a one, yeah. two, two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's not the only spell. Why don't we look at a different spell? Yeah. Mike, give us the next one. All right. This is manipulation. I swear I've seen this art in a comic. Nope, I have not, because this is uh, this is credited art. I, I think he's doing something like this with Thane in one of the runs. Uh, this is a, a spell. It is This is a spell with Surge. Enters play with two invocation counters on it. Forced response after the last invocation counter is removed from manipulation. Discard it. Discard one card at random from your hand, and you are confused. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's no joke so he whispers in your ear a little bit and then he becomes a pirate i like that yeah <laughs> and then you're wondering stuck wondering what just happened and two boost icons <laughs> while he's talking to you he's like here give me your stuff you want to give me that and then after you give it to him you're like what why did i do that and you're all confused <laughs> great great why, why are you holding on to my genius <laughs> my shawarma <laughs> <laughs> Give me back my shawarma. Um, do like it, and then you're confused. That's you know. Yeah, don't miss that line. You are confused. Yeah. So, and it, like fireball doesn't matter what form you're in; it happens. So, yeah, all, all of them, in fact. There's a sister card to this too, Steve. You might as well read that, and we'll can talk yeah. about it both maybe. Pacification. 
There's two of these. It is a spell environment with Surge. And this one enters play with three invocation counters on it. And it has the force response. After the last invocation counter is removed from pacification, discard it. Exhaust each upgrade you control. You are stunned with two boost icons. Take that, Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) Against certain heroes, this card is great. Oh, Oh, God. Yeah. All your resource cards. The generators. Yep. Yep. Avengers Mansion, gone. All of Rocket's weapons, um, Venom's weapons, right? Um, things you, you know, that multi gun, whatever mm-hmm. else. Like you said, Iron Man, or, uh, War Machine, Dan. You like War Machine, yep, right? Yep. He's got a bunch of upgrades. Oh, this, it's, this uh, has been bad for War Machine, yes. Yeah. Um, but hey, use your guns while you got them. You know, it's coming. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that the anti threat removal one is two invocation counters and the this one is three yeah you're you're more quickly manipulated than you are pacified why why do you think that is i mean i think it's a mechanical thing on the designer's part because that's a big effect i I think heroes are dumb and you can manipulate them easier than you can (laughs) pacify their barbaric nature that where they just want to attack 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 that's a way better answer i was actually thinking about it Look, the yellow cards are overpowered, right? So the more quick, quickly you can confuse them, the better, I think. Yeah. Right? Like, everybody knows justice is just too much. Too much. I, yeah, I, I, think, I think for pacification, um, there are going to be some heroes that don't really mind, though. Yeah. Right? Event-based ones or ones who put out upgrades that... I don't know. So what if they're exhausted? Like, I don't care if you exhaust my endurance. It doesn't impact it at all, right? Yeah, I think a lot of your event-based characters will care because they rely so much on finesse or you know martial prowess and the resource generators. Yeah, I, I I guess that's true, but it doesn't affect things like your supports. I was gonna say like allies. I have a really I have a really yeah. fun Black Widow like you know save the day sneak attack kind of deck, and it doesn't really bother that so much to be honest. And like preparation cards, for example, are all upgrades, but they are just discard to use. They're not exhaust. So I, I'm not saying this is great. Don't get me wrong. Like it's going to hurt. And it's not like you can really control which one of these spells you get, anyways. No, uh, not a bit. Right. Yeah. But there's one more, Daniel. Mm. One more. Rubble Storm is a spell environment with surge. Enters play with three invocation counters on it. Force response is deal two damage to each character you control. And it has two boosts. Or two th- um, oh my god. It's so good, because it goes yeah. off before the attack. Yeah. Oh my god. It will kill that ally you want to defend with, right? And then you can't defend with them. I build a lot of ally heavy decks, and and I don't use them to chump very often. I like, I like to make decks that use allies for the, what they can do, you know? Yeah. And this just burns through them. Oh, but it, my God. again, this was needed, right? Because those decks are powerful. This is no, a absolutely, absolutely. Pacification right, is a counter for the upgrade decks. I mean, this no. this guy's great. He's got an answer to everything. No, absolutely, you're right. Yeah, but and again, you can play around this a little bit. Like, well, I just want to have allies next turn or whatever. You know, like yeah, you know, you're not going to block that turn with you know. Well, okay, Rebel Storm's going to go off, so I have to defend with my hero. You got, you got to plot it out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if 
if it happens that way, or it's got two counters on it. So you think you have a turn, and then your blocker's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a question for the cards in general, and your thoughts about them having Surge on them. You think that's good for good or bad, having Surge on all the spells? Um, I think it's good. good because they don't do anything when they come out. Yeah, last week I compared this to the Drang scenario, where Drang was doing something extra, and that was his charge-up ability. This is the extra. Yeah. So it's a little bit more powerful than Drang, I think, but he needs to do more. So I like the surge. I mean, if it didn't surge, you'd have kind of a free encounter card turn. Right. Right. And they don't surge with all of his one, with all like his one revealed and the agenda's one revealed. Right. Cause those just right? put it into play. They yep. just put it into play. And so, like, yeah, I think if you draw this off the encounter deck, if it didn't have surge, you'd be like, whoo, thank God. Now, <laughs> it's also know? really easy to forget that surge because of those when revealed effects that specifically bypass the surge. You're not always thinking about it. Mm, yeah. Or maybe yeah, there's a lot of text on these cards, so you, you want to pay attention to them. Yeah. Hey, speaking of a lot of text. Oh. <laughs> uh, sit down, boys. Let me read you a tale called Agent of Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> this is a treachery. When revealed, if you are in alter ego form, place one threat on the main scheme for each spell environment in your play area. If you place no threat this way, this card gains surge. When revealed and you are in hero form, deal one damage to your hero for each spell environment in your play area. If you take no damage this way, this card gains surge. One boost icon. Yeah. It, it is the card that this deck has to have. It is. It's a very swingy card. Sure, but yep. yeah, I mean, yeah, I I like it. I mean, it's it could you know it could just do one damage or one threat could could go up two or three, and then if not, okay, fine, just surges. So moving on, it's kind of a combo <laughs> card in a sense, in that yeah, if the combo goes off, it's dealing three damage, and that means you're probably dealing with a fireball and a manipulation and a ruffle storm really soon. I love this whole encounter set because like you think you can kind of rely on things and know things and, and you just don't. And it goes, I think thematically well with who Ebony Ma is. And yeah, I just, yep. I think, I think this card is great for, because of the swingy aspect of it, Mike. Yeah. I think that's a strength. Anything yeah, that, absolutely. That eliminates predictability is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's like randomness, but not in. It doesn't feel broken at all. It, it because it, it. I mean, if you somehow had five or six spells out all at once, you kind of toast anyways. So yeah, you're you're uh, asking for defeat anyhow. Yeah. 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 I don't know how that would have happened to you, you know, but yeah, really bad shuffling. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <you laughs> search, 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 search. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right, well, we've got another treachery card called Channeling Trance, and there are three of these in the deck. When revealed, remove one invocation counter from each spell environment oh, in your yeah. play area. If you have no spell environments in your play area, discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until a spell environment is discarded. Put that card into play in your play area with one boost icon. Boom. So here's that card you've been talking about, right? Yeah. Boom. You could draw that three times in a row. <laughs> yeah, you, you could draw the spell and surge into this. And surge into this, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Fireball now has three on it. Not like this. Oh, I love this. And card. it's every spell that you have out, right? So it's not just like one, which is good. And then if you don't have any spells, go get a spell. And it is put into play so that you're not surging on that spell you're right. going to get. So love it. And I love there's three of them. Yeah, you got to have this. Ma needs this. So yeah. Yep. Oof. Well, he also has some things that attach to him. For example, abjuration, which is a school of spellcasting in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, attached to Ebony Maw, prevent all damage to Ebony Maw. Force response after abjuration prevents two or more damage from a single attack. Discard it, and it has three boost icons. They are learning. Oh boy, this is the answer we've been waiting for. No squirrel girl, right? It has to prevent damage from a single attack. Yep. Yeah, this is great. Two or more. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I love that Ebony Ma has teched against Squirrel Girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, Squirrel Girl, Energy Barriers Retaliate, uh, yeah, Army sure. of Ants, yeah, uh, and yeah. Uh, Gamora's Not ability. Sword. Yep. Yep. Uh, you play a thwart, so do one damage or something. Not to Ma. Yep. Um, yeah, it's so good. Uh, and like, like you said, it can't be... It has to be a two or more attack. It, I mean, two attack isn't hard to do. A lot of heroes can just basic attack for two. I kind of wish it was three or more, but still, I'll take it. So, yeah, it's just it's a little two is at the level where it starts to become painful for the hero. Like it's it's you're giving up something you wish you didn't give up. Yeah, you can and, give up a one damage really easy. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. You just can't ding this thing, right? Okay, I do have a criticism. Oh. Is it constructive? Very. There's only one copy of this card. Yeah, that's too bad. I kind of wish there were two. Or if there's if they're only going to give us one copy of a card like this, it should have a boost effect that says "reveal this card" as yes. the boost. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but the three boost icons is good because that's and so far the only right. three in the set. Oh, so is far. it? Oh my god, it is. Yeah, so far. Yeah. I didn't even notice. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The set's got a lot of twos. All right. Well. Let me tell you about Restrained. This is an attachment. Oh, it doesn't go on him. It goes to the friendly character with the highest attack. Oh, just that alone. Attach the friendly character with the highest attack and exhaust it. Oh. Attached character cannot ready. Oof. Hero action. Bend an energy and a strength resource to discard this card. It just Okay, first things first. The art. Did they not choose the perfect character? That's <laughs> Star-Lord. The one yeah. guy. He is the one guy they can make a fireball go off the turn he draws it. So yes, <laughs> he absolutely needs to be shown getting the snot kicked out of him. Uh, but what do you guys think? The effect? Yeah, I mean, it, it goes on your biggest hitter. They're exhausted and they can't ready. Yep. And it, I mean, it doesn't have to be yours. Right. Ally. character. It could be the person you're playing with. It could be their ally with the highest attack. Or their hero, right? Yeah. Wow. There's one defense against this. When you're an alter ego, you don't have an attack stat. Yeah, what happens? Just discard well, it. Well, you'd have to all be in alter ego at the same time, right? You'd have to have no allies in play and everyone in alter ego. And then I think you've got bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, meanwhile, the main, main scheme is threaded out. You're um, on the shawarma place eating. <laughs> yep. yeah. um, I, bet, I bet I've totally 
played this wrong until you said that, Mike. I I bet I put it on my friendly character, like, and I played with Becky and Andy, and I'm sure they had someone. Oh yeah, with a higher attack. If yeah, they're friendly, attacking a Hulk, it's on him. You know, like you know, you just you you're used to drawing the cards, and it's like, oh, it's my card, right? Like, yeah, yeah, but. Think about that no. the ally, that new archetype that's coming out with the ally where you're throwing all the attachments oh, on them. Now I it's put the this thing attack. on every ally. On yep. every ally. I mean, yeah, it always goes on an ally for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the removal is two resources, two, you know, different types of resources right. in hero mode. And since it's an encounter card attachment, anybody can trigger that at any time, basically, during the hero phase. So it's not so impossible to get rid of um yeah this is another one that would have been nice to be a two of it i i'm, I'm hesitant because as soon as you throw the enchantress set in here this could be brutal because that already prevents you from attacking that'd be a good one yeah. well uh, it would be great if the hero action said uh spend two resources and exhaust your hero and you could never ready again because you could never exhaust your hero because it has restrained on it. <laughs> that's, that's my Mustafa right there. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. Well, Steve, this also comes with a side scheme that has nothing really to do with Ma. Yeah. Okay. So this is our last card. <laughs> this side scheme reactor overload uh, side scheme. The Ma's troops have stormed Nowhere's engine room and set the station to overload. So it has something to do with the scenario, just not Maw. Uh, when revealed, e yeah. When revealed, each player must choose to either take two damage or place two threat here. Mm. It starts with three threat, just three, not three per player. It's a crisis, three boost icons, and I guess you overload the reactor twice because there's two car two versions of it in the deck. <laughs> so, hmm. um, I like it. I really like it. Damage or threat. He's got two, only two schemes, and they're not that big. I mean, they're not the smallest schemes we've seen, but the first one's six, mm. the second one is nine per player, and this has a crisis icon. So you I definitely like have to get rid of it. And so it has to go in the encounter deck, and it comes out again as a three boost. And you can have two of them in play at the one at the same time. It's I do like it a lot. Yeah. Well, and... Like you said, okay, so it's protecting the main scheme, but then, so, like, well, I'm not going to put the threat on it because I want to be able to thwart the three away, so I'm going to take two damage, but I have a fireball in front of me. Yes. Right? So it's kind of playing off of that. Yeah. Oh, good point, yeah. I, I like that it has makes you uh, choose. Yeah, yeah, because then it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And if you were to put in the state of emergency modular set from the hood that has that card that makes you trigger the when revealed effects. So Oh no. No. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. Yeah. Uh, put in Enchantress and a state of emergency in the set. Oof. Yeah, because that has like some hazards and some accelerations and some crisis. Yeah. Steve, Mike, you know what we need to do along those lines? We need to make villainous scenarios. Meaning that critical encounters handpicks the modular sets that should go with each villain. Oh my! Critical encounters challenge. Yeah. Critical encounters <laughs> challenge. Oh my god! Like I feel like every time we talk about sets or villains, stuff, we're like, "Well, imagine them with this mod." Well, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness! We'll make we'll make like like a ten scenario gauntlet. 
<laughs> like, it, yeah, we had talked about like who the pirates would be best with. We talked like we always say it. Like, imagine this villain with that mod. Oh yeah, we're on it. We're on it, folks. <laughs> this time for real. <laughs> this time for real. This, this sounds suspiciously like the Marvel Champions Monthly challenge they do. So I love the idea of just stealing it from them. So let's do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll tap oh, if they the actually did that already, then delete this whole thing. Yeah, they do like hero challenges and stuff. So yeah, some villain challenges sounds good. It's a little different, right? Because they they, yeah. they come up with a whole you know scenario that's a challenge to take on. We're taking we're going at this from the how do you bulk up the villain? Yeah, yeah. And I do like the idea of a gauntlet. A gauntlet you got to run through. Does a gauntlet last to infinity? To infinity. Okay. <laughs> Never ending gauntlet. That's tough training right there. Well, I can't remember. Do we grade these things? But you uh, grade we don't grade villains, do we? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. Jeez, I this, this is a great start to the scenario. It really gets yeah. involved. He's not easy. He plays very different. There's so much variability in here. So I don't know. you Guys, I'm going to tell you right now. Whenever I build a new deck, I go on to Octagon, and I play this villain. Oh, okay. This is my tester villain. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I he does enough different kind of stuff to see if you can react to whatever. So, yeah, he's he's my journey along the Anduin or whatever. Yeah, he sort of gives you a little bit of time to see if your deck is working too. Right, yep. like okay, I got a Rebel Storm, but I have a little bit of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that's good. This, is, this this has it was Drang for a while. This is now my new tester scenario. Yeah, Drang was good. I always didn't like that you have the Milano that changes your cost curve. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Not surprisingly, <laughs> I didn't think too much about that. <laughs> you can just consider it someone else's helicarrier. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a dollar someone's going to give me every once in a while. Daniel's playing solo and he goes to use the Milano. He's like, Mike, can I use your helicarrier? And he taps the Milano. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I think Ma's great. I think it's a fun scenario, too. Totally um, fun. Yep. It can kind of get you there with the whole decking out, you know, if things don't quite pan out. But otherwise, I think it's a lot of fun. And it's a great start to a really great campaign box. Yeah, absolutely. Bang on, Daniel. Bang on. All right. So it's time to talk about our giveaway winners. We had a contest. We had a contest that Jamie O, our 100th issue winner, Gave us stuff to give to you guys, and we had a little contest out there. Thank you, Jamie. Yes, thank you, Jamie. They had to tell us why Vision or Valkyrie were such terrible people, or why Ultron or Enchantress were the real heroes of the game. And you guys blew us away. Yeah, you really delivered. Uh, God, there's so many, so many stories, so many entries. You know what? I think like we shortlisted them, but I think we got a read a few more you know over some coming episodes or something we're gonna have to absolutely somewhere these are really good i think that's a great idea we'll do some uh, honorable mentions throughout the next couple shows maybe something sure. like that okay uh and i could put some of them fun ones out on the uh facebook page or maybe a little youtube video or something so but what we're gonna do now is we're gonna narrow it down people could put an entry in on each pack and each of us chose our favorites right Okay, yep, yep. For whatever it was that tickled us about it, we'll read those, and then we will randomly determine from that set of finalists who wins the pack, okay? okay. And uh, I, 
we don't know anybody's name on any of these because I sort of hid that before anyone got a chance to look at it. So it's completely blind. Um, Daniel, do you have one you want to read first? Do you want to go first? Oh, can I? I want to read one about Enchantress, if that's right. All right. So here is what was written. And this is what the question is for Ultron or Enchantress. What makes them the real heroes of the game? Right. That's our question. So here we go. Enchantress is a true hero. She's trying to get everyone to slow down and use their words. That is why she takes the words off of the cards so that they can be used in discourse, not fighting. She loves everyone and everyone loves her. You can't help but be seduced the instant she shows up. Well said. Well said. Loved it. Loved it. Who wrote that beautiful gem? Well, let me take a look here. Now that we've chosen our finalists, we'll look and see who they actually are. That is by Marcus T. Well done, Marcus. Yeah, thank you for sending that in. Yeah, Mike, what do you got? Okay, I'm going to start with Ultron. Ultron Mm. is the real hero of the game because all of the smart heroes want to claim him as their own. I mean, for years and years, nobody questioned the parentage of Ultron. For decades, Ultron knew his father to be no one other than Dr. Henry Hank Pym. Then, bam, Marvel strikes this big deal with Disney. The mouse decides that he wants to feature Ultron in his own documentary, (laughs) knowing that this would, in fact, become a major blockbuster hit. The rags-to-riches story of this modern-day Pinocchio would inspire countless millions, and at the same time put Ultron in the spotlight that he so rightly deserves. Then, as the story goes into production, during a meeting of Disney's top brass, in walks the snarky Tony Stark, right into the meeting room. Mr. Snark puts his feet up on the table and announces, Unless you portray me as Ultron's father the real genius behind this compelling character, I will leave this company and I will take my Hulk with me. Well, knowing full well that after years of promoting this lesser hero and the countless billions of dollars spent and made, Disney caved into the demands of their self-made prima donna. History has been rewritten. Ultron becomes nothing more than a poorly understood character, unfairly labeled as a villain. Tony Stark once again unjustly takes the credit, claiming to have shaped Mm. humanity all all the while benefiting the planet. So when you take a real look behind the curtain, you'll realize that it is the common everyday electronics that really do all the work in the world today. The Ultrons of the world are really doing all the tasks that most of mankind would rather not do. They get the blame when things go wrong and take the credit when things go right. That humble spirit is what truly makes Ultron the real hero of this game. Mike, Mike, can I guess who this is based on its wordiness? Well, I... <laughs> It was I good. Think, it was I very think good. I know. First I, off, I it's it great. Yes, it's great. But this has got on the count of three, Mike. Let's just say the name. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Board, board game, game lawyer. lawyer. <laughs> Bill, is that you? Bill, thank you. Is that that's Bill, right? It was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> now All that we're looking right. at the the names, yep. Yeah, this well is done. the guy who made fun of how old I was several yeah. times. Yeah. Several times. And I'll just say, you know, why say in three words what you can say in 400? <laughs> no, uh, thanks, Bill. That was awesome. That was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Steve. Uh, I'm going to switch back to Enchantress. Uh, oh. Enchantress. This beautiful, I, I mean, hardworking goddess is one of the best. <laughs> Take it from someone who hung around her in the, a lot in the 60s and 70s. She's fantastic. I mean, all she wants to do is spread love, just making people happy to be around her. 
Plus, she makes it so Valkyrie can't pick on us anymore, since she can't attack when Enchantress uses her magic on her. She's using her magic for good. I mean, she even turns those wayward allies into hard-working minions to help further the cause. I like that. And let's face it, with a jerk like Valkyrie around targeting us, we need all the minions we can get. Mm, nice. So yeah. those of us who hung around with her in the 60s and 70s, well, that's actually me and Bill again, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. 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 Wow. Tough, tough night for us, Bill. <laughs> uh, so that was submitted by Godira. All right, that was good. Um, Daniel, do you have one for us? Yeah, I do. Uh, about Ultron. Um, Ultron is a misunderstood hero. Like Pinocchio, he wanted to be a real human. He wanted to join his father, Tony Stark, and help him make the world a better place. To be able to help protect the world from the evil that can be found there. As Ultron used his fairy godmother's guidance and worked to build a real body, the evil and twisted vision stole the body and the Mind Stone. Ultron was cheated blamed and villainized to the world. His story was never shared and never given the proper attention. His life and dreams smashed by the evil that is Vision. Uh, nice. Yeah. I, I like That's the Pinocchio. One, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. He, he had me at Pinocchio. <laughs> uh, who was that one by? That beautiful gem came to us from Ken Sorensen, everybody. That was awesome. Thank you, Ken. Uh, yeah, really good. So yeah. good. But do you guys have anything from the other side of the question about, like, why Vision and Valkyrie are terrible? Well, I have one. I have one. Well, well, please. Here's the entry that we got. You'd have to be dense to not see what a terrible person slash android and father Vision is. What kind of hero constantly throws their daughter into the line of fire, forcing a child to fight their battles for them and take the hits they refuse to take? All while this poor, misguided youth confesses her love for her daddy. But the sad truth is, Vision does not care for his child. His heart, like everything else around him, is intangible. And this deadbeat synthesoid is just passing through on the way to his next android chump blocker. (laughs) (laughs) Dang! (laughs) Vision has built a house of lies at 616 Hickory Branch Lane, and it's only a matter of time before his true nemesis, Social Services, shows up. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. <laughs> nice uh, work. Who, done. who crafted that gem? Yeah. Jimmy DM. Jimmy oh, DM. Oh, man, that was Thank good. You. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> so much of that is good. Oh, all the while, this war has got to use confessor's love for her daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's so good. Oh. Well, we have one left, right? One left, Mike. Yeah, one what left. Do you, okay. Mike, what do you got? Hello there, Scourge the Executioner here. I am writing to tell the truth about that so-called hero, Valkyrie. Brunhilde is such a jerk. I mean, Executioner is in my name. What's her deal with being the chooser of the slain? What, I can't just execute whoever I feel like? I mean, if someone cuts in line when I'm waiting for ice cream at the best place in Niflheim, that's totally a death sentence worthy offense. And why is she picking on minions all the time anyway? We're just trying to do our jobs and she's just throwing ground death glows willy-nilly and slaughtering hard-working minions for her own advancement definitely makes for a toxic work environment <laughs> nice i love the toxic work environment uh, yeah dang. yeah 
Uh, and it looks like that was also from Gojira. Oh, double entry nice there. work, Gojira. Good writing. You got <laughs> two for two on this one. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, so Steve, it's Steve. It's time to pick the winner. Put it into our villainous, like, uh, you know, winner selector 3000. What do we oh, right. The decalculator. I like that you called it the decalculator. I love that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So normally what we would do is we'd, we'd just roll. And uh, so I've got these numbered. Why don't we roll? Go ahead. Pick a number. All right. Oh, yeah. can I roll? Can I roll? I actually actually have a die. D what here? Uh, four. D4. Are you ready? Yep. That is a three, Steve. Three is Gojira. <gasps> hey. Nice. Well deserved. Oh. That was the Valkyrie pack? Yes, for Valkyrie Pack. Hmm. Correct. Nice. Um, so, Gojira, reach out to us. We will reach Woo. out to you. Uh, let's get that pack in your hands. Mm. Uh, excellent work there. Actually, they were all great. Great job. But we have one more pack, right? One more pack, Mike? Yep. The Ultron Pack. Yes. <laughs> or the Vision Pack, some might say. Yeah. The Protection okay. Card yeah. Pack. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, we wouldn't say it. Uh, Steve, I'm rolling now. That is a three. Three. That is Ken. Again. That's Ken S. Ken hey, 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 all right. Wait Ken, go. reach out to us. Yeah, we have your contact. We'll be reaching out to you. Hmm. So exciting. Congratulations, winners. Yeah. Uh, well, there are some good ones on here, folks. So we will uh, we'll definitely share these. And thanks, everybody. Yeah. Stay tuned for another contest. There is another chance to win something else coming up. So just listen Keep listening. Keep listening. Folks, we got like over 50 entries in this. Yeah. And, you know, at the very it's least. Like, awesome. There's so many good things. The work people get it, put into this, they need to be shared. So, yes, uh, it might take us yeah. a bit of time, but we'll get through them. We'll get through them. So, Steve, how do the good folks find us? Well, do you have a favorite school of magic that's not abjuration? We want to know about it. You can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We're Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardain, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Took. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Blackmouth, take us out. Shh. That's enough for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to issue 11 No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping it.